all of those resources I received at Babson really helped me. I used to go and compete in so many pitching competitions. And I went there and I was always very, very secure and I knew how to defend myself and it was all through Babson. So they have been super, super supportive with me. And every time I need help, they're always there immediately. Welcome to Babson Build, where we interview Babson founders and entrepreneurs, people who have tried, failed, and tried again. They're the change makers, the disruptors, the hustlers, and the builders. These are their stories. Yad is a hybrid business and nonprofit with a mission to help people with intellectual disabilities discover and share their artistic talents. Yad promotes their artistic ability by printing their artwork on unique home decor products, selling those products, and then sharing the proceeds with the artists. Founder Debbie Cohen won the 2019 Beta Challenge, went on to participate in the Babson Summer Venture Program, and is now finishing up Mass Challenge. All right, Debbie Cohen, welcome to Babson Built. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so tell us about Yad. Yeah, so Yad manufactures unique home decor items that showcase artwork of people with disabilities. We take their artwork and transform it into cushions, mugs, beach towels, all sorts of products. Also, we have our own center of artistic creation in Guatemala City, and we pay each one of our artists. So it's really fascinating because we work with people with intellectual disabilities, mostly Down syndrome, autism, cerebral palsy. And through Yad, we really help them lift their self-esteem, and they're really empowered. So that's really, really special for me. Very cool. When and how did you initially get your inspiration for this business? Was there a particular point in time? Yeah, so Yad started two years ago. My best friend has intellectual disabilities, so I'm really passionate about the topic. She has so, so many talents that the world wouldn't know about, and I really wanted the world to know about them. So I'm like, I better act and get her talent out there. So that's how I started. And also there was a center, an art center for people with disabilities in Guatemala that it was about to collapse. It didn't have any funds. So I saw it and I'm like, it can't collapse. I need to do something about it. And I started to act. I grabbed their artwork and I started manufacturing small items with their artwork and I would sustain the center. I would pay their artists. And I noticed it had a lot of potential at the end. That center wasn't well established, and I decided to open my own center to help those artists and even keep growing Yad. So what kind of art uh, would they create at this center? I mean, how, how does it work? Yeah, so every artist has a different style. It depends. Some of them like sculptures, others like to paint with acrylic. It really depends on the artist, and everyone has a different like techniques or for example, one of my artists really likes to draw circles, so he focuses most of his time and effort into drawing circles. While others, for example, someone with autism is very perfectionist and tends to draw lines. So he focuses on drawing more geometric figures as well. Super cool. And then talk about that process from the artists with special needs. They create this work. And then how does it go from that point to actually being put on products and sold? So many of our artists come in to the center for free. First, we just see what they like to do, what's their passion. We let them choose the colors. It's like more a way for them to express themselves. After them, the best artwork is curated and really well selected. We have a group of retail experts that come and select the artwork. Because for us, it's really important that the products we sell, they're going to be like people will buy it because they actually love the artwork. And of course, the story is a plus. But I don't want to I don't want someone to buy it because, oh, this person with special needs. No, it should be the other way around. 
oh, I love the product. I want to support them. They're so talented. Mm-hmm. So after the retailer is selected, we go into the production process where everything is adjusted to fit. It depends. Like sometimes if we have the mug, we have to alter the art a bit, but we try to almost keep it almost like the identical piece. Also for the cushions. And later we do some samples just to make sure that the quality will stay like it will be the best quality. The colors will stay the same. Later we go, of course, with the bigger retailers, show them our products. And later we mass produce depending on what they like. Uh, what products are the best sellers for you? Do you have a sense? Yeah, for sure. Our mugs are our best sellers. We have a collection of six mugs, each one by a different artist. And every year we want to bring a new collection to the market. So that's really important for us. Got it. So just a new collection of artwork for those mugs. Yeah, like for the mugs or also for the cushions. But since the mugs are our best seller, since most of our artists are Guatemalans, we tried to put a Guatemalan coffee and sell it with the mug. So it, it's like mm, a great match. Very cool. So that's why I also think the mugs sell a lot. Also, they're like, no matter if you're a girl, a boy, how old you are, everyone drinks hot or hot coffee or hot tea. So, and it's perfect for a special gift. So I think it doesn't, like it doesn't need to match your home. Like a cushion, sometimes it does. So it gets a bit trickier there. So and you graduated from Babson, right? You undergrad, four years. And now what are you spending most of your time doing in the business? I mean, just talk through your day-to-day a little bit. What does that look like? Yeah, so most of the time it's like sending lots of emails, lots of calls, trying to get key strategic partners, networking around because... Even though I'm selling in the leading department stores of Central America, the market is a bit limited there. So I'm looking for new opportunities in the U.S. I'm part of Mass Challenge. I flew to Target's headquarters last year to pitch about Yad. So I'm still trying to get Target as a client, hopefully. I also pitched to the buyer of Bed Bath & Beyond. And we're still in conversations. So we'll see what will happen. But it's keep keeping those conversations going, and they're really interested. So we'll see what will happen. Very cool. That's really exciting. So going off that, I mean, what have been some of your biggest uh, successes and wins over the course of Yad? So I think the biggest successes I have been like selling to McDonald's or original artwork, for example. We got a lot of press by that. Also getting into PriceMart that is known as Costco in the U.S., it's like a big retailer in Guatemala, also getting into Siman. Just receiving that abundant press was really good. And getting into these big retailers has been amazing. And also, as I mentioned, we didn't start with our own center of artistic creation. And now that we have our own center, that's for me, it's huge. Right now, we have 17 artists that come all free to the center. So for me, that's really, really important. And we just want to continue to grow that center. And afterwards open new centers of artistic creation in third world countries, mostly in developing countries where I see the most need. Mm-hmm. Now that social impact element is, is really amazing. And I think that's obviously, I think a big asset of the story as well. It's the product first, but then also the story. So the McDonald's obviously stands out a little bit for kind of, it's a global brand. I mean, just talk a little more about that. How did, how did that work out? I mean, how did you approach that? So when we launched our cushion line, people were really amazed. We were in the leading department stores and they were like, wow, what's happening? They knew the foundation we work with. So they're like, wow, this is really, really exciting. And McDonald's was the one who contacted us that how could they help this foundation? And I'm like, wow, "Wow, this is truly amazing. And I'm like, what can we do? Like, we only had cushions at that time. We didn't have the mugs. And I'm like, what can we do? And I'm like, 
better we can tell them our original artwork. And they bought the original artwork and inspired the whole McDonald's design in Griselda's artwork. So Griselda only draws circles and the whole McDonald's is full of circles. Mm. Also, the colors of the circles are red, yellow, right? They really go along with McDonald's mm. colors. So it was a great fit. That's so fascinating that you didn't even, you weren't striving to work with them. That just kind of, that opportunity came out of thin air for you. Yeah, I feel if you have like a really strong mission, a lot of things come over and that you can't imagine. You just have to work really hard. And get yourself out there because you never know what can happen. Just stay positive because being an entrepreneur is not easy. But if you stay positive, something will happen. Just continue working. Love it. Love that positive energy. Join the Blank Center for Entrepreneurship on Thursday, November 14th for Rocket Pitch. Celebrate the 20th anniversary year of Rocket Pitch and see some of the best entrepreneurs from Babson, Olin, and Wellesley pitch their business ideas. For more information, please visit babson.edu slash rocketpitch. So what are what have been some of the biggest ways that Babson in particular has supported you as an entrepreneur and have supported Yad? Yeah, for sure. Babson has helped me so many ways. First, giving me on my self-esteem to never give up. Also, they helped me perfection my pitch like you can't imagine. I was part of the Butler Launchpad. I was a Seawell Scholar. All of those resources I received at Babson really helped me. I used to go and compete in so many pitching competitions. And I went there and I was always very, very secure. And I knew how to defend myself. And it was all through Babson. So they have been super, super supportive with me. And every time I need help, they're always there immediately. Now they're even buying my products as gifts. Oh, that's cool. In what sense? For example, they have many speakers that come to Babson and it's like a nice like appreciation gift and a special gift that it's like, oh, this was made here at Babson. And it's like the speakers are really grateful for a mug or a cushion that Babson will give them. That's so cool. And you have some products for Centennial too. Right? Yeah. Part we of that made, celebration. Yeah, we made tablecloths specifically for Babson. So cool. So you mentioned Butler Launchpad. I know you also won the beta challenge. Congratulations. Thank you. And and you did you went on to go to um, you did summer venture program and mass challenge. So just and you're now in mass challenge, but thinking about this trajectory of, you know, going from beta challenge to summer venture program, to mass challenge. That's something that I think a lot of Babson student entrepreneurs aspire to. So it's a great model. Can you just talk about that and maybe the the arc of that and how has that been? Yeah, it has been a great journey so far. It has been hard, I can't lie. It was like, I left Babson here. I had a lot of support, a lot of mentorship. I felt like here at Babson, I was always like meeting my mentors and everything later. SVP was great because it was a one-to-one, but later I got to Mass Challenge and it was mostly on my own, real life. Wow. So that was like the most challenging, I can say. The core part of my team is in Guatemala. I just had an intern helping during the summer. So it was a bit hard in that sense to make that shift, but I'm going and I'm working hard to see what's happening. And there's progress growing meeting really important people. So now just keep on working hard. Mm-hmm. That I can't lose that momentum and hopefully winning Mass Challenge too. We'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. Wow, that's super exciting. 
Um, and who knows, by the time this airs, you, you might also have some, already have some good news to share. So we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. But that's such an interesting distinction that you pointed out where at Babson, you really feel like you have such hands-on support and so many people that are readily available to be advisors and to help. And then as soon as you get out of that, you're just thrown into the real world, even though you're in another incubator. And um, I just think that's a really interesting kind of distinction for Babson and selling point. And, uh, you know, I not to sugarcoat it too much, I, I think there are maybe some downsides to that as well in that you get a walk before you can run. And I mean, what I'm saying is that you have to figure it out at some point in the real world. But have you found that the support and the advisors have that? I mean, that's been only helpful, right? For sure. Yeah. Like, for example, I came to Babson with this business model that was not going to be sustainable at all. Like I would give to my artists directly from my revenue. So I had so many costs and I was giving them already by that time, 12% of my revenue stream. And one professor is like, Debbie, are you crazy? This is not sustainable at all. And I'm like, but I want to help. And he's like, it's okay that you want to help, but it's that help won't last long. And he helped me change my revenue model that really changed the trajectory of my business. That's amazing. I think I might know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that's so cool. So what about on the flip side? We've talked about some of these really impressive wins, the partnerships with McDonald's and, you know, all the success in the pitch competitions. How about on the, the challenge side and, and some of the struggles and learnings that you've had? Are there any in particular that stand out? Yeah, sure? for sure. So they're like, I think, three main errors I've made. Always stay focused as an entrepreneur. But when I left Babson, many tiny projects started coming that it wasn't part of my core business. For example, someone wanted note cards and I could manufacture for them because I had the artwork, but it wasn't part of my product line. And that just started distracting me. And I feel at the end, yeah, it could be a tiny business for a bit and could give me some money. But at the end, it was completely this real like not keeping me on track and at the end I don't think it's ideal for the business so I really staying focused is really 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 important Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. another challenge I feel is like sometimes you feel it's easier like everything will you know like oh I will launch it everything will be quick for example I was really excited with my e-commerce it has taken way longer than I thought so always be patient no everything takes time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the third also it has been a bit challenging that I don't have my team with me here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. They'll always find the right team, even one person. If it's like the right person you can work with, that's ideal. Because being alone in a different country that it's not home can be sometimes really challenging. So that's like the hardest part for me, working by myself, even though my team is in Guatemala. Wow, super interesting. And I think those are all really awesome, helpful takeaways. Staying focused and then... You know, with the Babson community being so global, globally oriented and globally minded, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this right now who can really relate to that and, you know, who have a lot of their people in different countries. And so that's that's really great advice. So then on that note as well, though, I mean, would you do anything differently? You know, because you she's spending four years at Babson while building your business. If you had to go back and do it again, 
what would you what would you do different? I hope I started yard before, you know. Oh, I you just, did? Yeah. So how long has it been? Around? So it has been running to, for two years. Two years, and okay. Like, Babson started helping me my junior year. But I could have imagined if I was a freshman, you know, and I had this venture, wow, Yad would have been skyrocketing. Yeah, so yeah. if I could have started before, that would have been really, really good. Start earlier, huh? Start earlier and like, I don't know, just be confident and don't be afraid to ask. I love that. Ask and act too is the other thing. I mean, because that's, Babson's all about action and it's just, you know, I've felt it too. We're all a little bit scared to take that step, but it's almost nothing bad will come from it. Or, or if any, at the very least, you learn something, right? And so it's just For getting sure. beyond that fear. Are there any other anecdotes that stick out to you, just particular struggles or wins, you know, to go back or moments that, that really stand out? I mean, what was the best part of Summer Venture Program in your mind? I believe the people at Summer Venture Program, the cohort was like really my family. Like, now that I changed the uh. math challenge, <laughs> I believe, I don't know, like, what I miss the most is a cohort of Summer Adventure mm-hmm. there. I never felt lonely. It was, like, just so much energy. Everyone wanted to support you. And I feel that's, like, priceless. Mm-hmm. Such a tight-knit community there. Yeah. Yeah. And I can obviously relate to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so what about just being an entrepreneur? Let's talk about that a little bit. When when did you first know that, that you were an entrepreneur? Well, since really, really young, I always wanted to start my own business. My parents are also entrepreneurs, so I got like that spirit from them. And since really young, I wanted to help my dad and be super involved in, in his factory. My mom also had like a coffee shop and I would go out and like help help her do anything she needed, you know, because I wanted to, I don't know, I wanted to do my own thing and help her out and be really busy. So I think I always have, like, that entrepreneur spirit within me. You had that bug from early on. Yeah, always. Wow. And so did you do other things as a child or growing up that, I mean, was Yad your first project, your first business, or did you have other things where you just knew? Yad was my, like, first official venture, but I tried helping with my dad with a catalog. Mm. Like, with his products, he manufactures all sorts of bedding products. And I would take the pictures and have this bedding catalog, but that didn't go through at all. Mm-hmm. I also tried doing like a stylish shoe that it was like used with recycling materials. Also didn't go through. Wow. I tried many times, but my official venture was, yeah, like yeah. when I actually. But are you glad you had those experiences? Of course, yeah. everything helped. Yeah. What do you think um, is unique about entrepreneurs? I feel it takes a lot of courage. People, entrepreneurs are really courageous. They think outside of the bubble. And I don't know, I think the most important is like, for me, it's like a sense of being independent and you can control your own future. That I think it's super fun. Mm -hmm. It's a challenge, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you decide what you want to do with your time, where you want to take your company. So it's like, really, it's, it depends on you and no one else. So for me, that's really, really cool. You're being your own boss. Yeah. it's hard to beat, but it's, um, it's you know, there's a lot of responsibility with that. For well. sure. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> Way more responsibility than I believe, like, if you're working on another company. Mm-hmm. Because your future is literally, literally correlated with you. Higher stakes, huh? Yeah. High, high risk, high reward. For sure. 
So I think last question here, unless you have any anything else to add, but how much of your success would you say is based on luck and how much would you say is based on skill and hard work? Such a hard question, I believe. I do think business is also luck. I can't lie. I think it's a lot of hard work for sure, but there's a percentage. I'm not sure how much, but it's also luck. I feel it's also a sense of time, you know? Maybe you won't be lucky with one deal, but you'll you'll be lucky with the other one. And I feel entrepreneurs just have to wait and work hard and don't give up because there it's like when the company can actually rise. Is there a particular moment that where you felt like you were particularly lucky or do you have an an example? Yeah, the McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, Yeah, that's like also I got free advertisements all Guatemala City. Literally, I was in all the billboards on the local newspaper. And that's because I just launched and people were really excited to help me out. And I'm like, wow. This would be millions, you know, all over Guatemala City. Also, there's have like the local buses have small TVs. And my ads were playing for free in all of the local buses. Wow. So that was really fascinating. I got a lot of media thanks to that. A lot of people started recognizing my brand. That's amazing. So, yeah. yeah. Getting free free media is a huge asset there. That's that's great. All right. Well, I think, is there any final words uh, for our listeners here, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs or, or Babs and students? Would, do you have any last words of wisdom yeah, for this audience? Yeah, for me, it's just work really hard. If you have a project, just do it and you'll see what happens. And thank you for the time and thank you for this opportunity. It's just amazing to see other entrepreneurs and to have a time to chat. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Debbie Cohen from Yad. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Babs and Build. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review us since that really helps others discover the podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Babs and Eship and on Facebook at Babs and Entrepreneurs. We're grateful to the Babson College student and alumni founders who participate in this podcast. These are their stories. Join us again for more Babson Builds.